Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. breaking news siren the saints shocked us all they made a pick of course but they waited all the way until pick 29 uh kevin i feel like this is a win we're gonna chalk this it's not a trade down but they burn no assets i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take up this one as a win uh yeah, I will say this is a my I will say this is a a minor victory. Um <laughs> minor victory. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it, it, it is, you know, I I think just after hearing some of you, some some of you clowns talking about how oh, you know, he could trade as, you know, they could it's try right. and move up as high as like 18 or and then and then some and then the Mickey Loomis thing the other day was just like really putting the screws to me. Like I'm sweating, you know, well, sweating bullets. I I watched this entire first round at my house. I had I, and fortunately things broke that way where I was able to be back here for the start of the draft because I had p- planned on being able to get back here by maybe like pick 18 or so in case something yeah. happened. But no, instead I sat and watched this whole thing because Mickey Loomis had me terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a bunch of people saying, "Oh no, no, man! They, they it's it's a it's a fact. They are getting rid. They're trading it. They're they're getting. They're moving up from twenty nine. Say goodbye to pick forty, or say goodbye to pick seventy one, or say goodbye to a to a second rounder from yeah, next year." And that didn't have to make Kevin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. You take your victory lap. Now I want to let Kevin take his victory lap because I know Juge, you're just going to gloat because the pick is Brian Brissy. And you've been saying that, that your sources told you that he was the guy they liked, and he's the pick. And who, who's the guy that I picked in my mock draft on Tuesday night? Brissy? Yep. And listen, I, I really... Do. Go ahead. It's okay, you can say it. No, I just, I really, I really like the pick because he was the number one player in high school when he came out to Clemson. He was playing great. He had the year from hell this past year. His younger sister died of cancer. He got strep throat. It turned into like a kidney infection or something, and he had to be hospitalized. And his whole season went to crap. And like, that's just life kicking you in the balls. And like, if those things happened to any one of us, we'd get, would give you like one, two years, three to get back to normal, right? And his tape wasn't great, and he got it back together at the end of the year against North Carolina. He looked like his old self. I just think he's a top fifteen talent that had a year from hell. It's not off the. I mean, it's it, it is off the field stuff, but it's not. It's just it's just life. 
And I think it's a great pick, and it's a it's a pick they needed. Um, and Andrew, he fits the prototype. Like he is the the the, the Dennis Allen, Jeff Ireland defensive line prototype, correct? Yeah, well, he checks the box in terms of just Raz. And, you know, I, I again, we talked about this before, and we talked about this on Tuesday when I picked him in, in the mock, but I don't really feel like the Saints have a pocket-pushing defensive tackle on this, on this roster. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they need to get better at rushing the passer because they lost Caden Ellis, and they lost David Onyemata, and they lost Davenport. And, you know, how you affect the quarterback, I mean, you can do that in multiple ways, but... When I look at the additions of, of Shepard and Saunders, you know, it's like those are two space-eating big defensive tackles. But at the end of the day, I, I think, per se, you know, if, if things line up, he starts. And mm-hmm. he, he's a guy, especially on pass rushing downs, that you need him in there. So I think athletically, I mean, you look at his RAS score, you look at his size, yeah. I mean, obviously he, he's got elite talent. And he has some injury history. Like you said, he had a ton of stuff this past year with his sister dying of cancer and the infection. So, you know, those are things that, are, you know, he went through in this past year that caused him to slide. But there's a reality, in my opinion. So the Saints didn't move up, which really shocked me. But they, they stay at 29. And when you pick at 29, you're not going to get a slam dunk. You're either going to get a guy who produced really well in college but has questionable measurables or, you, or a guy that has off-the-chart measurables but maybe didn't produce that much in college. Or in this case, you've got a guy that both produced and has great measurables, but you know there's just some question marks based on how things played out. And you know, it's, it, it's kind of honestly, it's not that different from Ryan Ramchek. I, I think he's like the, the defensive tackle version of Ryan Ramchek, and, and that's why he fell. It's, it's like these physical question marks – uh, that have kind of creeped up into his last couple of years. And otherwise, I'm with you. I mean, look, he, he was the first overall high school prospect ahead of Bryce Young entering college. That's how special this guy is in terms of talent. So, you know, knowing the Saints look and how it went with Peyton Turner and how it went with Davenport, like maybe he'll have an in- injury-riddled career and, and he really won't play much and it won't be that great of a pick. But at 29, to me, it's worth the risk. Kevin, this draft. Well, he also, he also, and I, I can't remember if Juge just mentioned it because I'm, I'm trying to like read as much as I can or look at numbers. But did, uh, did he did, did Juge mention the ACL? No, he, the ACL was two years ago. I mentioned, right? yeah, I mentioned yeah. the injury, yeah, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he's yeah. got, yeah, he's got a history some... of the infection and the ACL, yeah. Yeah, this yeah that was September of 2021, and then uh, had the surgery in uh, January of 2022. So, Kevin, I want to pat you on the back because you you did a really great job of saying how this draft was going to go. You said the receivers were kind of bad, but they didn't go; they weren't going at all. And then they had a run on them. Uh, but this draft, it kind of got off the rails, and I don't know that it could have could could have gone better for the Saints. Like, I mean, for it to fall like it did, I don't think they. I mean, I don't think they have any complaints. And uh, it just got it, it started out, and it just got really weird with the Texans drafting Stroud and moving back up. The the insanity in the teens, it was beautiful. Like Detroit just. <laughs> 
just went off the rail and picked a off ball linebacker and a running back. I mean, do you think this did, did, did this draft? How much of it surprised you with your nine after you did nine thousand mocks? Uh, yeah. So the final tally ended up being like over four fifty. So it was somewhere between four fifty and five hundred mocks that I did. Wow. Um, and like there were some, yeah, obviously there were some surprises, like. How many of those mocks did Levis not get picked in the first round? <laughs> uh, I don't recall. I mean, none of those jumped out at. I mean, I don't recall. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I, mean Ralph, I, I don't think I right ever saw said, Levis available. What? As a potential pick. Ralph, you said you know someone always drops, and that's I I know that to be true. I, I never someone always does. I, I, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that that person well, would be Will Levis. I told I I'm going to take my I said Hendon Hooker wouldn't go in the first round. I said it all during the draft process. He's 25. He's coming off an ACL. He was never going in the first round. Will Levis. It's weird in that one the the mayonnaise in the coffee is just disgusting. That alone should jump drop him down to like the fourth round. But now teams are like the spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like, yeah, he had a busted up toe and they were, teams were like, yeah, you need to have surgery on that. And he was like, no, I don't. And they said his 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 meetings didn't go well, and like all these little things come out. Um, and like his t- like he wasn't that great at Kentucky. Like I never watched like the two or three games I gambled against Kentucky. I never watched Will Levis like one time and was like, "Wow, that is a that is a first round talent right there." Like, but so so I'm I'm looking over the first round again. Um, like. The Texans trading back in to get to number three. That was a surprise. Anthony Richardson, 
that that's a, that's a stretch to say a surprise. I think Devin Witherspoon going at five because you could argue he wasn't the best. It, like he wasn't the yeah, top cornerback you could have taken. Uh, Bijan Rob like Robinson going in the top ten. Yeah, uh, was a bit of a surprise. I mean, shit. The fact that there were what was it three running backs. Or was it two? Two, 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 two running two. backs taken in the top fifteen. Yeah, the Jameer Gibbs one. Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions was surprising, and then the Lions uh, taking Jack Campbell, who is good, but it's like they have linebackers already. And then uh, the Jets. I feel like the Lions. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like the, more Raiders than the Raiders. <laughs> That's right. I feel like the 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 craziest, the wildest pick. Shit, it's a toss-up. The wildest pick, and they were back-to-back, is the Jets taking Will McDonald the fourth, followed by the Commanders taking Emmanuel Forbes. One, yeah. Will McDonald, it, okay, Will McDonald is an edge guy slash outside linebacker, but he is he's undersized. Like he, he he's a guy that like this, you know, that we joked about, well, maybe the Saints could take him at 40 if he was available and you just send him down to Commander's Palace weekly or <laughs> or Vucinovich's and just have him eat his way into gaining another 25 pounds or whatever. But taking him at 15 when when Aaron Rodgers is going to need all the help he can get on the offense. Uh, OK, hey, whatever, dude, the Jets want to be stupid. That's fine. And then Emmanuel Forbes. Again, at corner, Christian Gonzalez was right there, and they, and they missed on him. Deontay Banks was right there, and they missed on him. Like, I've, uh, in my mocks, I didn't trade up a lot in my mocks, but when I did, the guy I always went up to was I would try and get Deontay Banks. And they yeah. had him available, and then they didn't get him. And Emmanuel Forbes is like, what, five foot nine? <laughs> a bucks? Like- He's under 170 pounds. That's right. So unless this guy... Is like unless this guy is going to be able to make perfect, uh, what do you call it? Reads and just jump and make it like he, it's going to be a feast. He strikes me as a feast or famine guy. Like he's going to have to make reads and and these sorts of adjustments and take gambles because of his size, or he's just going to get burned. And and, yeah. and like so, why would you do that? Yeah, and uh, that and that was a spot that could have gone to uh, Will Levis because. The commanders, yeah. the commanders no, love, need they quarterback. Their, they love their guy from Sam Howell. They love Sam Howell. So yeah, well, that was a surprise to me. Also, I mean, I, I thought surely Washington and then surely Tampa would take Levis. So Levis not going was a big surprise to me. But but you know, the big story for me in this draft is mm-hmm. you know, bringing it back to the Saints is just yeah. I, I'm really surprised by just how much better the NFC South got. And obviously yeah. you got to look at that and, and feel pretty concerned just about how today played out well, in the context I, of how these teams in the division picked against the Saints. And so you, you go with, yeah. obviously, first overall, we weren't sure which quarterback was going to go. We knew it was going to be a quarterback. They end up going with Brian Young. So now you got to deal with Young. him. Bryce. Sorry, Bryce Young. you got to yeah. deal with him, him for the next – twice a year for the next foreseeable future – Obviously, Bijan Robinson goes to the Falcons. They already run the ball really well. Um, Algier and Cordell Patterson both were very effective in that offense, not, and they're not necessarily household names. And so now you put the best running back in college football in that same system. That's a concern. And then in Kansas, that's a, a guy that a lot of 
Saints fans and Saints Twitter wanted at 29. That was a guy that, that a lot of fans wanted the Saints to go after. He's undersized, so there are question marks there about whether he can be successful at the next level. Uh, but he's very athletic, and he's kind of a freak of nature. So, you know, when I look at the NFC South, to me, while I like the receipt pick, like clearly there's a lot of other picks going on in the division that are a little scary. I mean, it's the thing is with Atlanta is in a way I totally get the Bijan Robinson pick because they're just going to try to hide Desmond Ritter, Kevin. But yeah. also, if you're Atlanta, you can say to yourself, listen, we got Pitts, we got Drake London, we got Bijan Robinson. Hey, Desmond Ritter, if you can't be a functional top 20 quarterback in this offense, you're never going to be it, and we need to go get a guy. So, like, they get a year to see if, if Ritter's good enough. But the thing that my hope, Andrew, is that their defensive additions aren't good enough. Ryan Nielsen isn't a good enough and Desmond Ritter's not that good, and they win just enough to keep themselves from getting a top-flight quarterback next year. Like, they end up six, seven sure. wins again. Um, you know, this to me, this, you know, Kevin, I was excited. We were excited because the Saints didn't trade up. But, yeah. But, but Andrew, here's the thing that, that I think we're not out of the woods yet for Kevin, Saints trading up, because the Saints are in a unique spot that they haven't been in in a really long time in a sense of they had the first round pick, but that was from Sean Payton. And it wasn't the 10th pick where they picked the Eagles had it. They picked 29. And so whenever they were picking in the second round, we mean, you know, me and you would always have our phone call on Friday and we would preview and we would look at it and we would be like, man, they got a lot of good players, but we'd be like, ah, but the Saints pick at 27 and they already traded up and burned assets. But now I look at it and I'm like, Michael Meyer, Joey Porter Jr., Brian Branch, Uzuma, the defensive end, um, Avila, the guard, Kevin. No, Uzuma just got picked by the Chiefs. Okay, so Uzuma's gone. Darnell Washington, right? Um, yeah. Cyrus, Osiris Torrance, although he doesn't fit the, the, the Saints' Raz and uh, measurement thing that they no. like in guard, kind of. Sam Laporta, the, the tight end that I love out of Iowa. But my point is, Andrew, they're sitting at 40. So, like, if they, yeah. if they love one of these guys, Mickey Loomis could call up and, like, a fourth-round pick. From next year, we'll probably get you. Well, yeah, to the I mean, top, look, right? Yeah, but look, I mean, right now, as you enter day one, I mean, you, you were patient enough to sit through 28 picks and not mm -hmm. do anything. And first of all, I just want to say, I, I think Mickey Loomis must have been tied to the bedpost, gagged, <laughs> and blindfolded. That's right. Because I, I don't know, like, we need to check on Mickey Loomis. I don't know what happened to him. Wellness check. Oh, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I flew to airline uh, this morning and, and have been holding him hostage. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No 
ads ever. You also get breaking Saints news podcast, Saints player grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, again, I'm surprised, but but as you sit here, you you you've sat through 28 picks and patiently waited to make your pick. And as you start day two now, you're picking ninth overall, right? So yep. the Saints have the 40th pick, so you got to look at it as they're going to get one of the top 10 guys left. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we'll go back to my mock, which I did, and I know the Saints like this player, so I'm going to throw this out here as a possibility. But if he drops to 40. I think you want to keep an eye on the edge rusher Keon White, and and when I did this mock on, and I and when I did this mock on Tuesday, the mm, whole thinking yeah. behind Bercy and then Keon White was really just, hey, let's fix the defensive line. Let's get two guys that bolster the depth. I think in Bercy you get a guy that immediately starts. I think in Keon White you would get a situational pass rusher that kind of helps your depth, That's and right. if something happens to you know, uh, either Granderson or Peyton Turner or Cam Jordan, if any of those guys get hurt, you got a guy that you can plug in with, you know, again, a tremendous Raz and a lot of upside. Um, so that to me, that's the one to watch. But if that doesn't work out, I think there's a number of, of, of different directions you could go. I, I like Michael Meyer, the tight end. That, that's an yeah. option. Uh, Steve Avila, the guard, I, I think, you know, interior offensive line is a place that they could look. So, those are kind of the two, and I'll, I'll throw Sam Laporte in there, who you guys just talked about. Those yeah. are maybe the three guys after Keon White that I make that I look at really closely. And then I would say, on top of that, the real wild card for me is the fact that Levis and Hendon Hooker are still out there. I Correct. don't think either of those guys end up on the Saints, but I think we have to be real and honest about the fact that, look, Jameis Winston is going to be gone after this year. That's right. And while Derek, Derek Carr is on the wrong side of 30, and while I, I think a lot of times when a quarterback gets taken in the first round, it's viewed as a threat to the incumbent starter, and the incumbent starter doesn't like that. But, like, I think the Saints can pick a Hendon Hooker at 40 and sell it to Derek Carr. Look, this guy's not a threat to take your job. He, he He's coming off an ACL. He's going to be your backup. But, like, yeah, he, he's he's the backup for the foreseeable future, but you kind of hedge that. Like, look, if if Carb plays well, the job is his for at least the next three years. But if Carr starts to suck, we're, we're hedging a little bit that we have a guy in the That's building right. that we're developing. I I I let me jump in here and just and and respectfully disagree. I like I liked everything that that you were saying <laughs> up until you got to the hand and hooker part. Uh. Because I'm looking at the at the at the next remaining players available, and it's like the Saints are now going to have. Hang on, what is it going to be? The Saints are going to have nine picks. Actually, eight. Mm-hmm. They're going to have eight. eight picks before them. So, in theory, somebody could grab Levis and or Hendon Hooker. That's the two quarterbacks. You still got two corners in Porter and Stevenson. Those guys could go. You've got four tight ends. Mayor, Musgrave, Darnell Washington, and Laporta. 
Somebody is going to drop. Oh, yeah, and then Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. People were talking about him going in the top 20, and I saw some fools on Twitter saying, oh, man, the Saints may, may take him at 29 because of the best player available philosophy or whatever. Somebody is going to take a lot of those players, and, it won't, and then thus, thus the Saints will be freed up, and whoever is left is still going to be really good. And let's say Hendon Hooker and or Will Levis are still there at 40. I am hoping that somebody is calling the, the, the war room to try and make an offer. I'm, I, 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 I'm still going to hold out hope for, for a trade down, even, even once in my life, even if it's just going back a few picks. I don't care. If both of those quarterbacks are still there, I, there's no way the Saints are taking either of them. You've got guys later in the draft. You've got Jake Hayner. Uh, mm-hmm. You have uh, Clayton Toon. You still have Aiden O'Connell. There was another guy that started rising uh, in like the sixth or seventh uh, l- lately. Th- those guys will be... Oh, the UCLA guy that I told you about, Ralph, on the risers. Right. Those guys will be available later. Don't don't blow a second-round pick on a quarterback. There are so many more well, needs that the team has, well, like the tight it, end and the corner and the guard. Again. No, say again. But, and I, I agree with you. I, to, to me, and I'll say it again, to me, the quarterback situation is an X factor. So I, I, I also would prefer the names that Here's, I listed before those two quarterbacks. But, yeah, yeah. but what I'll say is that with Hooker, he took a top 30 visit with the Saints. And so he interviewed yeah. with them. I don't know how that went, but to me, that's where I look at that and I know that that's right. and I'm like, could, could they look at him? Levis is an interesting case because if you look at like the f- first four or five teams that are picking to start the second round, mm-hmm. none of them really need a quarterback. So Ooh, now that, I got to look at that. that. To me, that's well, prime real estate for a team trading up at the start of the second round to go get Levis. If a team really needs well, a quarterback... I- and they desperately want to get one. Yeah. Levis is the best one left, and I'd be interested to see if someone vaults into the second round right out of the gate to go get him. If that doesn't happen, then I start to wonder, is his stock plummeting? Like, what's going on with him? And there, there's rumors <laughs> that he he interviewed right. really poorly. Yeah, right. uh, there, there's interviews of maybe some health stuff that Ralph alluded to. So, like, if there's some off-the-field stuff, like how much could he sink? Because you know, again, statistically, he wasn't great at Kentucky, and if he kind of bombed the interviews all of a sudden, to me, that's like there's no if if he doesn't get snatched up with someone trading up early in the second, there's kind of no telling how far he could fall. Yeah, well, and hang on, I'm about to actually figure this out it because to feel like Malik Willis a little bit. Well, so I'm looking at the depth charts. And I'm looking at the draft order, and there are three teams that are ahead of the Saints in the second round. The Rams, the Seahawks, yeah. and the Raiders all back to back to back. You've got so the Rams obviously have Stafford, but Stafford's apparently been dinged up so much, and there's talk of like, well, you know, maybe he maybe he retires or whatever. And I see no backup. On the Rams uh, uh, squad right now, I'm, I'm I'm looking at a depth chart. I see no backup, so the Rams could use a guy. The Seahawks, yep. you've got Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Uh, you could easily wave bye to Drew Locke and and have uh, Will Levis come in there and be a backup. And, and if and that's if you want to ride with Geno again, or you try yeah. Will Levis as the starter, who knows? 
The yeah. Raiders have Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter, but Garoppolo uh, either That's either right. gets dinged up or 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 there's like a weird like uh, hills and valleys thing with him. So maybe you bring Levis in and just say, look, you're not threatened this year, but we're we're bringing this guy in just to solidify the position. So don't worry about it. Those three teams could be there before the Saints. Uh, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Yeah, and then after the Saints, it's like you still got Green Bay is right after the Saints. And, yeah, the Green Bay has got two picks. They got 42 and 45 right after the Saints. And the, the Commanders, I almost said the wrong name. <laughs> they, they're, they're within uh, seven. Yeah, Tampa. They're at well, I, to me, to me, the Commanders are a prime candidate to trade up. But Tamp- Tampa. I, I think if you're, if you're the Saints, you want a team to trade ahead of you to, to, to go take Levis because then I just think that that's a better chance that you get Keon White want, or some of those other guys we're talking about. I want, I want Laporta. I want Sam Laporta. I think Iowa produces good tight ends. He's going to be good. The Saints need a tight end. I would like, I would love Laporta. I would love Washington. Um, you know, it, it just sets up. I think it's, I think this is, this is set up really good and for the Saints yeah. and, and if those quarterbacks, if they go, if teams trade up to get them, fine. I, I just think I'm just really I'm I'm really curious because the Saints haven't done it in a while, and the last time they did it, it was a complete and utter disaster. But way back in 2006, before the draft was in prime time like it is now. The fourth round was, I want to say, the third day 
the first, you know, they did the first or, or, you know, they, the saints, anyway, they traded up in the, to the top of the fourth round to get Antonio Pittman. Uh, and he was a bust. They, we don't, we don't remember him because they had Pierre Thomas. I just wonder, Andrew, as the saints are high five and when they're, when they're, they're all looking at draft board tomorrow, I just wonder if any of those players that we mentioned that that Kevin mentioned and we're like you can wait and you can get a good player i just wonder if the saints have like a ridiculous grade on one of them and they're like holy crap washington or whoever is the last guy of our guys that grade as a first round pick well, I know they really like Isaiah Foskey. I've said that before. And I, I know they like him. And I know they like um, Keon White. So mm-hmm. to me, like I, th- those are kind of the two guys that I really look at closely that I would say are most likely for them to take at this point. Um, but again, I mean, but do we, they we have the fever them. where they feel like they got to move up is what I'm saying. You know, like, do, do, nah, do they? I mean, I, I think they've got two guys. You know, that where if one goes, then yeah, maybe they start to think about it. But, you know, Michael Mayer, the tight end again, I mean, I would be cool with that. Steve Avila, the guard. So there, there's options here. Sam yeah. Laporta, I mean, I, I think some of these right. guys are going to fall to you. And right. I think you're picking ninth. And we basically just named like seven dudes right. that we're cool with. Right. So I, I, I think you, you apply the same strategy. To me, the best case scenario here, and I'll repeat it again, is – You've lost the Davenport. You've lost on Yamada. You've lost Caden Ellis. You've got to fix this pass rush because you have a defensive head coach in Dennis Allen. You've got to trust that your offense with the addition of Derek Carr is going to be vastly improved. If, if mm-hmm. it's not going to be vastly improved, then why did you just spend $150 million <laughs> on the guy? So right. I, I, I think with that move alone, you have to trust that Derek Carr is going to hold it down on that side of the ball and with what you've lost up front with a defensive head coach who thrives on the pass rush and chaos up front, creating things for his defensive backfield, like Peyton Turner didn't really work out. You know, some of these defensive linemen are either getting older and Cam Jordan maybe, you know, so I, I just think overall getting one more guy where you've got Brisey and, Brice and either Keon White or Isaiah Foskey, to me, that fixes the defensive line where you feel really good about the group going into the season. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give the guy that I want them to pick when we do our podcast tomorrow at like 7 o'clock or 6.45. Uh, I want Laporta, but I think it's going to be uh, – they're going to pick Avila because they need guards, and I think they're going to – I'm good little, with that. I think they're going to yeah. do a little – they're going to do a little pre-planning and say, listen – we know Andres Pete is always hurt, and he's going to be gone in 2024. We're getting his replacement, and if Avila pushes him out this year, that's fine too. I think it's going to be Avila. I want Laporta. Andrew, what do you think they're going to do, and who do you want? And then what do you want them to do? I want – so, I mean, I already told you what I want, so I'll, I'll say, you know, either Keon White or Isaiah Foskey. That, that's what I would want. Uh, you know, I, I've been told that they had a third-round grade on Hendon Hooker, but that doesn't really square with the reality that they gave him a top-30 visit. So I'm going to say the dark horse prediction is that they end up taking Hendon Hooker. Ooh. 
Ooh, interesting. All right, Kevin, who do you want and who do you think they're going to take? What I want, and, and I'm going to, I'll keep pounding this until I'm dead and buried <laughs> in the ground. Here we go. Trade down. If, you, if, if the phone call comes, you take it, you listen to an offer, and you trade down and see if you can get an extra, uh, an extra pick in the top 100. Uh, if not, honestly, I think anybody out of this list of names I'm looking at, minus the two quarterbacks, minus Brian mm -hmm. Branch or uh, Mingo, I mean, just about any of the tight ends, uh, like, I, I, seriously, there are so many people right now at the top of this second round that the Saints could get. And I'll be like, okay, okay, yeah, like, yeah, disappointed that, you know, this guy wasn't available to for us to at least have the option of, of weighing, but I'm happy with this guy. Like in the first round here, when when the Cowboys got... Uh, Mazzy Smith, I was like bummed because it's like, man, shit, I really wanted to weigh that possibility. <laughs> That's right. And maybe get him. But you, but, 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 I'll, but, I'll, but again, I'll, we wound up with a, with, with a very good prospect in, in, in Brissy. So I'm, I'm happy so yeah. far. And I think I'll continue to and be happy one, and, uh, and, tomorrow in round two. One last tooting of your horn, Kevin. You said in the risers, you said, listen, if the Saints want Mazzie Smith, they better be cool with getting him at a 29. And the way I'm seeing these mock drafts go, I'm not 100% sure he's going to even be there at 29. So that was one of yeah. those that was one of those late movers that like the PFF mocks and the the the, the thing it was it was dead on and he went ahead of them. So guys, well, I did it. The last thing I'll say is that I'm surprised the Saints didn't move up, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they, they let bodies. the, the, the hey. they need bodies. I'm glad they let the draft That's come right. to them. But most yeah. importantly with the pick with Brissy, I think unlike when they took Cesar Ruiz or uh, Peyton Turner, where we were all kind of left scratching our heads being like, did they overreach for this guy? Like to me, value wise, this was a no brainer. When mm -hmm. you look at the board and you, you took Brzee, none of us were like, they took who? Like yeah. it all, we're like, of course they took Brzee. Like that's clearly good value at that pick. And you know, I, I, I'm no fool. Like I know what Saints. If that guy gets injured, I know how Saints Twitter is going to react. Another react. first round pick that's not Both. on the field. You blew it, Saints. But like, so I know the Saints are going to get crushed if this guy can't get on the field consistently. But when you're again, when you're picking at 29, it's worth the risk because of the talent and the upside that this guy can give you if he can stay on the field. So that's a big if because again, he's been through the ringer the last couple of years, but. Talent-wise, they got an absolute beast. And, it, you know, like at 29, it, again, this feels like taking Ramchick at 32. They, they made the well, right pick. I'll say this about Brzee. He can't be any worse than the last white I'm in the Saints took, Sean Knight. Can't be any worse than him. So, Ooh. I mean... Uh, I think I think it I think it'll work out great. I did a poor job at the beginning. I didn't promote the podcast. But if you've listened to the end and you and you're listening to the free version of this, go to saintshappyhour.com, support the show, become a patron. Andrew, Jake, and Allison all signed up this week. We're the best Saints podcast out there. We win awards. We do this every day. If you want to have the most fun as a Saints fan, become a patron. Get in our Discord. We're doing Discord nonstop on the draft. We will deliver the most fun 
you can have listening to a podcast, joining our community. It'll make your Saints season more fun, so you want to do it. So for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. We will see you again tomorrow when the Saints pick at 40.